Flo Danelli. Come on. Kong line. Come on, come on. Let's see who can do it the fastest. Come on. There we go. Just go. Just run now. Just run. <laughs> That's how we do it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Come on. Welcome to Elevate. Come on. You guys can do better than that. You guys are teenagers. Come on. Welcome to Elevate. Come on. I'm an old guy. I can barely hear you guys, man. I'm serious. All right. So come on. Last time. Welcome to Elevate! Ouch, man. You guys already know, man. Elevating to a higher level. So just <laughs> I tried, okay? I couldn't do it. Spiritually, I did, though. All right, so this is what it is, man. This is a youth group, man. This is what it's all about. Fridays, better than the house parties, better than anything else you guys know about, man. So it's Fridays, every Friday, 7.30, all right? Just come on out. We always have, like, free visitor prizes, you know, and a free ca cafe over there, game room, all that stuff, man. You guys already know that. So let's get to these house rules. Ooh, look at that, some graphics. So house rules. Everybody, I want you guys to look at these seven rules as if they were the commandments of God himself. All right? Number one, once you're here, you are here. All right? So don't act like you got to do something else better and all that stuff. You're going to, like, get out. Hold on. I got my mom on the phone. She's, she's telling me to come outside right now. You know you don't. Come on. Stop lying and all that stuff. This is the house of God. All right? Number two, no fighting, cursing, threatening, gang affiliation or the like. So none of the, the gang symbols and all that stuff I'm doing behind my head. No fighting. So if you fight or if you're per the person next to you and all that stuff, you are breaking that rule. And then God will strike you down in the middle of this youth group, all right? All right, number three, no talking while someone is on the mic. Oh, wow, come on now. You guys know about this, right? No talking. You did good. Okay, good, good. <laughs> all right, number four, it's like a theater, all right? Silence is golden, so shut off all cell phones. Please do it. We don't want to hear, you know, like some crazy song, you know what I mean? Like uh, some Drake, come on, your, like, your ringtone and all stuff. Cool? All right. Number five, no PDA, public displays of affection. That stands for bros. That stands for the other girls. That stands for everybody, all right? We don't like seeing it. Jesus doesn't like seeing it. Live holy, please, all right? Number six, respect the leaders and each other, all right? That's, that's simple. You don't, like, smack your neighbor all the time, right? You love him. You, don't, you, you treat him right. That's all it is. It's respect, okay? Like Aretha Franklin. And number seven, the most important rule. And I want you guys to stand up right now. And I want you guys to shout this out with every single bit that you got. I'm going to count out three. One, two, three. Live like Jesus. All right, come on. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for this day. Lord God, make this day just awesome for you, Lord God. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, yeah, you know what time it is. Come on up for worship. If you can do me a favor, sound tech, unmute my guitar, number four. Just unmute it. I muted it earlier. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here's, here's the fun part in worship. Since we're going to be dancing around, you know how we do. You know how we does. Everybody go like this. You know how we does. You know how we does. Never talk like that outside of church, okay? Because that's bad grammar. Anyway, anyways, I want you guys to stand next to someone you don't know.
Up, uh, you're gonna make friends now. Go make friends. You have to make friends. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Everybody next to someone they don't know, look to your neighbor and say, do I know you? And if they look familiar, walk away from them. <laughs> in love. Not because they're, they're ugly or anything like that. We love them in Jesus' name. Everybody's beautiful. Let me get some drums. Give me some loud noises. Let me see some loud noises. You got to get loud on that, drums. Come on. Try it again. All right. Praise the Lord. Oh, Y'all know this first song. This first song is called Deep Cries Out. All right, all right, all right, check this out, check this out. Who knows the song by a show of hands? Everybody does. So if you don't know the song, you're next to somebody that does know it. Hopefully, we like to dance, we like to move. We're free in worship. Everybody go like this, I'm free. Do it one more time. Look to your neighbor and say, you got to do it. I'm free. So you're free in worship, just have fun. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. No, no. Can I get an Amen. Can I get a praise God? Praise God. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. All right, let's do this thing. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, sing it I've got. I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. And it's an open heaven that you're releasing, and we will never be denied. More stirring up, because we're stirring up deep, deep wells. We're stirring up deep, deep Waters, we're gonna come dance to the river. We're stirring up, cause we're serving up deep, deep wells. Serving up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump in the river. Jump in, sing deep cries. Deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to. We cry out to, we cry out to. Back to the top, and I've got, and I've got heaven to me. It's an open, and it's an open heaven. It's your releasing, and we will never be denied. Come on, stir it up. Cause we're serving up deep, deep wells. Serving up deep, deep waters. We're gonna dance in the river. Dance, come on and dance with love. Cause we're serving up deep, deep wells. We're serving up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump in the river. Jump, come on, sing deep cries. And deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to. Cry out to, we cry out to you, Jesus. Sing deep cries, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep 
cries out to deep cries out to we cry out to we cry out to you come on clap your hands just like this ready on this hallelujah got the holy ghost joy right now look to your neighbor wants you to give him the biggest smile just go ahead and smile show some teeth come on like this and say i love you in jesus name all right it's about to get funky right now keep it going come on there we are there we are we are come on so when i sing this next part i want you guys to come on and dance as a matter of fact give it up for leilani Leilani, come on show them all right it's simple we move to our right, we move to our left, and we dance and we jump. Amen? And if he goes to the left, we will go to the left. And if he goes to the right, we will go to the right. We're going to jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, we will go to the left. And if he goes to the right, we will go. Go on, dance. Going to dance, 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 dance in the river. Dance, dance. Dance, dance, everybody, if he goes to the left, we will go to the left, and if he goes to the right, we will go to, we're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river, jump, 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 everybody, if he goes to the left, we will go to the left, and if he goes to the right, we will go to, we're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river, dance, dance, smoke, deep, deep cries. Deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to we cry out to we cry out to you Jesus one more time deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to we cry out to we cry out to you Jesus Go to give him a shout of praise to the Lord If you're crazy for Jesus in this place, give him a loud, I love you. See, we're not ashamed of that in this place. Come on, let me get some keys on that. Just add a little flavor to that. There we are. We're not ashamed to tell Jesus we love you. Amen. It just got really quiet. Praise God, we moved through that. Amen. How many of you are having a fun time in worship? That's what it's about. That's what it's about. This time right here, worshiping God is fun. Can I get an amen? And we never want to forget that when we're in the presence of God, it's just like, that's God. You know, it's just like joy. There's peace. I mean, there's, there's, there's love. And you can feel that. And so I'm going to challenge you guys. We're going to sing these next couple of songs. We're going to slow it down a little bit. And we want to challenge you to just draw closer with God. And how we do that here, we just close our eyes and say, God, just you and me, speak to me, talk to me. Here I am. So many good times throughout this week, we've been so busy, we had no time to get in our Bible, read our word, or to pray, just talk with God. And for some of us, it's our first time, and we know better, that we're meeting with God, or we're worshiping, singing songs. It's like, God, I'm sorry, I've just been so busy. Come on, an attitude of prayer, I just want you to close your eyes in this place. Let's focus on Jesus right now. Father, we bless your name. God, you are so good. God, we can run, we can jump, we can dance before you. And God, you know us so intimately, God. There's no shame here. 
So, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to work in Jesus' name. Just sing so close to your heart and so close to your heart, so close to your heart, and so close to your heart, 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 so close to your heart. Look down. And you look down from heaven. And it melts me with your gaze. Then you come down from heaven. And wrap me in your wings. And it makes me feel loved again. So close to your heart, and it makes me feel loved again. So close to your heart, oh, you look down, and you look down from heaven, and melts me with. Your gaze, and you come down from heaven, wrap me in your wings, and it makes me feel loved again. Oh, so close to your heart, and it makes me feel. It's 
so close to your heart. Sing, draw me near. Draw me near to you. 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 Come on, let's sing that. Every voice in this place, draw me near. And draw me near to you. Draw me near to you. Draw me near to you. Sing it out, sing. Draw me near to you. Go sing, draw us near. And draw us near to you. And draw us near. Come on, lift up your hands in this place. Come on, our heart's desire to draw closer to God right now, just in a sign of surrender. Draw us near to you. You draw us near to you. Draw us near to you. Oh, we sing it out. Draw and draw us near. you guys to reflect right now what God means to you. Sometimes we can sing these words with just empty hearts and there's no emotion behind it. There's no love. There is no connection. And they're just words on a karaoke screen. I challenge you today to make that real. Draw me. I don't care if you've been saved the last 15 years. I don't care if you just got saved in this worship service. I don't care if you got saved last week. You went to church your whole entire life. Our hearts desire to always draw near to the Lord. Come on. Right now, you and God time. Draw me near to you, God. Draw me near. Search our hearts. Search our hearts. You know us.
Some of you guys, you just said, thank you, God, and that's how far it went. That's how deep your relationship with God goes. Come on, you should be talking right now with the Lord. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If this is new to you, just close your eyes. Place your hand over your heart and say, God, I want you to speak to me. Jesus, speak to me. God, I want to know you. I want to be close to your heart. Draw me near to you. God, I want to hear your voice today. Come on, that's our heart's desire in this place. No shame and condemnation. Come on. Every person here with their eyes closed. Their hearts open before the Lord. Charming me to you, charming me 
now. Draw me near. And draw me near. Oh, draw me near. And draw me near. supposed to do see what Bible says that God is very specific and looking for a certain type of worshiper throughout the whole Bible he says he's looking for he says I'm looking for those who worship in spirit and in truth he's looking for it the Holy Spirit he's, he's looking he's in this service right now and I tell you if you engage if you get closer to God right now he'll find you You'll find him. And the Holy Spirit would administer to you. So this next song that we're just going to sing, it's just a spontaneous song. There's no really words to it. It's for you guys to express your love to God. I love this. The Holy Spirit always gives me like a chorus. He always gives me words. If all you can say is just, I love you, God. Start there. Start there. love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, God. I wouldn't be here without you. all you can say. Come on, talk today. And I just love you.
just feel a lot of my spirit. I just, I just feel the Lord just, just challenging me a little bit. See how much they want. Some of you have never just been on your knees before. If you've never been on your knees as an expression of worship, just fall to your knees. For some of you who are saying that's old news, get on your face before the Lord. We're not here to do it just to be religious. We're just here from the Lord. Just challenge them. Challenge them a bit. I want to speak to them. And you're wondering why, why? Why should we kneel? Why should we get in our face? Because sometimes God gets old to us has to get you in a place where you're unfamiliar where you're uncomfortable so that you're not focused on yourself so that you're focused on him Holy Spirit speak speak to your people speak to your children week or just conversations instances where you had a chance to share your faith and be bold for Jesus but instead fear crept in you were unsure you, you doubted the Holy Spirit and now you feel like you're not good enough like it's never going to happen again that you're always going to leave a mediocre life God is saying he's renewing you he's giving you boldness He's giving you strength to be a witness for him. To be a witness for him. But that 
for those who've had, but it would continue and grow deeper and deeper and deeper. Have your way in this service, God. We don't take your spirit for granted. Have your way in this service. Father, we just ask, Lord, we just ask that every heart be open, every ear be open to your message today. Not man's will, but your will be done. We bless your name. We bless your name. We lift you up. You are the one that died on the cross. You are the one that took our sins. You are the one that forgave us. And it's for you, and it's because of you that we meet here, not to be religious, but to fall in love with you all over again. We bless your name. We worship you. love the Lord, you can give him a hand clap of praise. If you love the Lord, give him a hand clap of praise. Come stand to your feet and give him a hand clap of praise in this place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to break out into life groups, but before you do, tell somebody you love them in Jesus' name. So life groups, if you're new here, what we do, we break out into two groups. We meet uh, Warriors for Christ and JC Soldiers. If you're a visitor, we just ask that you just uh, pick a life group just to see what's going on. So we have about five minutes to break out, and then we're going to break back in. DJ, bump that music for me, please.
All right, 30 more seconds and break it back in. 30 more seconds. All right, y'all, 10 more seconds. So make your way back to your seat. 10 more seconds. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'll, I'll announce you. I'll go back there, help Lawrence right now. Praise God. If you're having some fun, can I get a hallelujah? Y'all got to say it right. Hallelujah. Down south, we say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love me some Jesus too. Praise God. I'm so grateful and so happy you guys were able to make it out. Welcome to Elevate. See, that's not even loud enough. I'm going to put my hat backwards now. You got the ghetto cider pastor out now. Welcome to Elevate. Man, what are they going to learn, man? That's not even that's not even loud. That's not even loud. Like you guys are rambunctious youth. Like this place to like jump off. That's how loud you guys are. So I'm gonna try that again. Rambunctious. You like that word? Yeah. I learned it last week. Check this out. Welcome to Elevate. Praise the Lord. I'm bleeding from one ear. Praise God. Welcome to Elevate, guys. We're so grateful that you guys are here. I'm actually gonna pass it off to my right hand man. Give it up for Ellie as he comes out. To do announcements. Take it away, Papo. This guy pulled a switcheroo on me right here. All right, man. So, man, I got to get this little clicker thing here. Woo! So, I did the most, like, not smart thing you could possibly do, which was I had an energy drink and I started crashing when I came in. And I actually, if you see my man Jodeci over there, Man, uh, we were playing basketball. I was about to have a heart attack, man. I, I feel like right now, like, oh, my hands are all shaking and all stuff. It's like, man, what's going on with me? It's like, no, it's, you know, it's just the, I got to not do that again. You know what I mean? That's just wisdom right there. All right, so you guys know it, right? We have a vision. We got a strategy, and we got a goal. And our vision, so you can look like an eagle, is loving God and loving people. Loving, yes, the God that, that is just so awesome, so immense, the God of the Bible, the God who part of the Red Sea. You guys know who he is. Come on. And loving people. So look to your left and look to your right and say, I love you. So you see, look at that. You guys know it. And, of course, I said we have a strategy, connect, men, or send. And so connect, what we do here at Elevate is we connect you, basically, to a life group. You get plugged in. You go either to Adam and Cynthia's on Saturdays, the JC Soldier. So let me hear you guys. Ah, come on. Okay, whoa, whoa. And you go to the Warriors on Sunday. That's what you guys do. Come on, come on. That's what you do, man. So you get plugged in. You're asking yourself, what is, what is there? Like, what more is there to do? I came on Friday. What more? Well, you come to a life group. You, you get to sit down with people. You get to talk. You get to do all that stuff. Man, it's, it's just craziness. That's what I tell you. And then you mentor... When we mentor people, 
ain't no joke, all right? Because we, we have a lot of people who come to the church, and they like to just sit down and, like, hear the word and walk away. And, like, you know, God bless them. But we want some hardcore radical disciples in this church, all right? So when we mentor you guys, what do we do? We disciple you guys. Look at that. So you do the 101. You, got, you talk to me or to, to Adam to start the 101. And, you, you know, you come here a little bit early on Fridays. And you start going through the book, the discipleship process. And it's such an awesome book. I'm telling you guys, you will not be the same. You will be like, like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Afterwards, you, you're a puny. But now you're going to be strong. You're going to be strong in the faith. <laughs> All righty. And then we send you out because then there's no point in having a bunch of leaders and all stuff in the same church. We got to, you know, expand. We got to cover some territory. You know what I mean? We got we to gotta conquer the world. So, yes, conquering. So we send you out. And some of the things that we do is, for instance, uh, we have internship. Internship is an awesome time to come out, you know what I mean, just to uh, just experience some radical stuff and all that. And so all you guys who come to internship, God bless you guys. You guys are awesome. And I just want to make a quick note about that, too, that this internship, this Saturday, for those who are coming to the mission trip, I would like you guys to come out so that we can actually, you know, start to discuss some of the things that's going to go on over there and, you know, just give you some hardcore training. Uh, you know, God's given me a word already to share of you guys. And so it's just, it's just awesome times, man. I'm telling you, awesome times in the hood. You can put, like, a little label here. Hello, my name is Intern. You know what I mean? So you can do it, man. And then you can, like, brag about it to the people who don't go to internship. You'll be like, where were you at? They'll be like, I was, like, at home on my PJs, you know, eating some Apple Jacks. No, there's nobody in here like the church like that. It's all like girls. <laughs> you know. Okay, so. And our goal, 100,000 disciples, 100, disciples in Chicago with 50 churches and to plant 500 around the world. I guarantee you, if I could look in this room into the future, a lot of you guys are going to be planting some churches. So you might have just come for the first time. You might be thinking to yourself, well, that's an awesome strategy. That's an awesome goal. Guess what? God wants to use every single one of you guys. It's just, it's the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's just the way. I'm going to put my groove on. I'm not even, I'm not even like that. I'm a, like a hardcore rocker, but I'm just doing it because I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on. So, and uh, unfortunately the video doesn't work, but give it up for the mission trip. Come on. Come on, guys. So Monday, have your stuff packed, ready to go, say your goodbyes, and say to your, uh, oh, you can talk to Leilani for something. I don't know. They're pointing at her. All right, there you go. So you can say to your, goodbye to your mom, say goodbye to your dog, and say, I'm going to, I don't know what might happen. I might die, but you know what? God bless the Lord. <laughs> bless the Lord already. So that's awesome. So mission trip. And so if everybody can stand up right now, and we're just going to do some, some quick uh, financial Financial stuff right here, okay? And I know you guys know it because you guys already get your allowance or you guys got some money. A lot of you guys probably even work or something or whatever. But, you know, it's important to know that um, that a tithes and offering are of the Lord. And we're talking about this on Sunday mornings and all that. And so I want you guys just to know that, you know, when we say the, these things, when we put up the tithe and we put up the offering, we're not trying to manipulate you to give us money because, you know, in reality, you know what I mean? You can, you can keep your money, but there's a thing called greed, and you can develop greed in your heart with money and things like that. So I just want you guys just to really accept it as the, what the Lord wants to do. So a tithe is 10% of your total income. So if you make $100, you know what I mean, what are you going to get? Come on, guys. Well, you see here, 
the formula behind this is that when when you start to subtract numbers, like my man Danny right there, <laughs> you put the the glasses up. In relativity, all right, ten dollars. Whoa, you see that? There's no magic at all. <laughs> okay, so just ten percent off of what you make. It's simple, man. And like I'm telling you, it can be a dollar. Take ten ten cents out of it. Hundred dollars, ten dollars. A thousand dollars, hundred dollars. It's just simple, you see. So, on the count of three, I want you guys just to. Just say this out loud as much as, just as loud as you can, just, you know, declaring the word of God. Because that's what it is. This isn't like, you know, Adam was in the back and he's like, let me just put some of this, a little bit of one I want to put. No, this is the word of God. You know, God spoke this and he wants you guys to know this, all right? So on a count of three, repeat it after me. One, two, three. Acts 10, 35. Come on, guys. <laughs> it is more blessed to give than to receive. All right, guys. Lord, Father, God, thank you for just tonight, Lord, God. We thank you that you would come, and Father, God, and speak to us, Lord, God. So I pray that after all the things, Father, God, after the message is preached, Lord, God, that every single person would just go ahead and um, just, you know, respond to it, Lord, God. If they, they've never been saved, if they've never known you, Lord, God, then they come to you, Lord, God. We bless the, the tithe and the offering right now. Let it be uh, that each person who does it, Lord, God, be a, a cheerful giver, Lord, God, and bless them back, Lord, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, awesome. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Coming up as you have DJ, just a little louder. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. That's good, that's good, that's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give it up for Ellie, man. He's doing a great job with them announcements. Praise the Lord. Guys, we have a special treat for you guys. A special treat. No, it's not food. Like, aww. I heard someone's stomach. Special treat. Food? No, it's not food. We actually have a visitor um, here with us in Elevate. And uh, before I even share his testimony, I'm just going to bring him up. Uh, is it John Timothy? Give it up as he comes on up, y'all. Come on. My man right here, brother in the Lord. Crazy story. So I'm at work at Starbucks, right, before you can come up. Um, so I, I get a message uh, from some, from, now say your name. John. John. Just John. Cool, John. I get a message from John, and he's saying, hey, you know what, um, Pastor Adam, this is uh, John. I'm just calling it to uh, leaving you a message. And he starts telling me a story how he met Joe 11 years back. Joe was his mentor. And today, uh, they stare at that um, relationship, and he calls him Pappy. Is this true? Am I, am I making this up? True story. So I'm going to let him share his testimony. You guys can find out more about him. So here it is. Amen. It's nice to be with you guys. It's a blessing. Uh, thank you, Pastor Adam. This great youth group. You guys really pumped for Jesus. It's really good to see that. Uh, how many of you bought your friends tonight? How many of you bought your friends tonight? Not clap your hands. How many of you bought your friend tonight? You didn't bring your friend tonight? That's bad, man. That's bad. That's bad. I'm going to start with a, with a dream I had on why I try to win my friends very, very much. I grew up in India in the gangs and uh, just hated Jesus when I was five years old. My mom and dad got beat because they were Christians. And I decided I'm never going to be a Christian ever again in my life because 
my parents got beat because if Jesus is really God, how would he make my parents get beat? So I had a hatred towards God, and um, I just really hated God and hated church. But my dad's a senior pastor. He's been pastor 45 years now, and uh, I still just hate Jesus, okay? I just go to church every day, but I just hated Jesus growing up. And um, just had that hatred in my life. I came to America when I was 17 and a half years old uh, to Bible college, actually. It was really funny. I came to North Central University, and one day before I joined Bible college, I had an experience where I was drowning in a swimming pool and gave my life to Jesus because I was being dragged towards hell. And uh, while I was being dragged towards hell, I knew that if I died, that I was going to go to hell. I just, I just knew it. And I had this fear that I never had in my life and gave my life to Jesus. And um, that's how I got saved and went to North Central and accepted Jesus and continued in Bible college. But there was a dream I had on why I make it a priority in my life to bring a friend to Christ or bring a friend to church with me. Okay, one night I was sleeping and I had this dream. I'm in heaven and I'm standing in this line. I'm on the right side and there's thousands and thousands of people standing in two lines. And my best friends are all standing on, on the other side. How many of you have friends? Sometimes we become losers when we become Christian. We just keep away from people. We need to hang out with people. It's good to hang out with people, okay? Um, uh, I hang out with people. I love people, man. I just get to tell them about Jesus. I hang out with a lot of people. And um, I really love it when they don't know Jesus because it's all the more reason for me to hang out with them to let them know about Jesus. So I just had this dream where uh, my friends are standing on the other side. They don't know about Jesus. I'm, I come up to the gates of heaven, and, and there's the, the book of life, and they read my name, and I'm so excited. And I go and stand next to Jesus, and I tell Jesus, my friends are coming on the other side. Can I wait till they come up? And Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm standing next to Jesus, and I'm really pumped up, waiting for my friends to come up. And as they come up, the angel is looking at the book, and he looks at them, and he says, your names are not there. And I look at Jesus, and I'm like, Jesus, can you bring another angel? Because they think he missed out on my friend's name. And um, so Jesus asks another angel to read the book again. And the angel looks at Jesus and says, my Lord, this, your names are not there. And then Jesus just points towards this darkness, and he tells my friends to go away from his sight. And as my friends are going, they turn around, and tears in their eyes, they ask me, John, why is it that you never told us about Jesus? Why is it that one time, when you went to uh, your uh, youth group, man, one time if you had invited me, I would have accepted Jesus. Why is it that you never invited me to come to your youth group? Why is it that you never invited me to come to something with your Jesus, man? Why'd you never tell me about Jesus? You told me about everything. You told me about your new clothes, your new glasses that you got. You told me about the new boyfriend you got or the girlfriend you got. You said all sorts of stuff, you know, whatever you guys share with your friends, you know. But why is it that we fail to share about Jesus? There's going to come a day when our friends are going to stand in heaven in front of Jesus, and that's the question they're going to ask you guys, okay? So that's how I accepted Jesus and came to Jesus. When I was in North Central University, I don't know how many of you have doubts about God in your life. I, I had a doubt, okay? I'd go, I was drowning and um, accepted Jesus, but I still had a doubt. What if Jesus is really not God? How many of you know that Jesus is really God? Is there anybody who has a doubt? Somebody is like, man, I, I, okay, I had doubts, okay? Uh, in spite of getting saved by Jesus in the, in the uh, swimming pool, I still had doubts in my life if Jesus was really God. So three days I shut myself in a room. Um, locked myself up in a room and I prayed without food and water. All I said was, Jesus, if you're God, speak to me. If you're God, speak to me. The first day for 18 hours, the second day for 18 hours, the third day I'm going to decide that I'm going to pray for 24 hours, leave Jesus and walk away and go back to being a gangster. The third day I'm praying, there's no windows in the room, there's just a door and I've locked the door from the inside. I'm asking, if you're God, speak to me. If you're God, speak to me. 
I must have been praying for seven or eight hours, and um, and I'm like, I feel like all of a sudden I felt like somebody's walking in the room, okay? And but I'm closing my eyes. I'm in the corner of the room, just praying, just um, like this. It's just a very small room, so I'm facing the corner and just asking, if you God, speak to me. If you God, speak to me. Speak to me. I just want you to speak to me in my life. I just want to know for sure that there is a God in this world. As I'm praying, all of a sudden I feel like somebody's walking in the room, and and these spotlights are like nothing. It's like I felt like I was inside it. It was absolute brilliant whiteness. And I turn around, and these two angels are walking really fast in my room, up and down, up and down. They're not talking to me. I didn't get to talk to them, nothing. I just hit the floor, and I just, there's this fear that I'm a nobody, that Jesus is the living God. That if Jesus speaks, I'm going to die. It's not like I'm going to die and meet Jesus and like, hey, how are you doing, Jesus? It's like I'm going to die and disappear. There's this fear. I'm a sinner in my life, and who am I to command Jesus to speak to me? There's this fear that's running in my life, and that was it. I, I was next few hours. I, I was just saying, Jesus, don't speak to me. Jesus, don't speak to me. Jesus, don't speak to me. So when you say Jesus, speak to me, you better be ready when Jesus speaks to you. You know, and that's how. Um, in the summer of 2000 was when I actually um, I went to Mardi Gras in 2000 and joined Pastor Joe in uh, New Orleans. It was one of the most happening. Uh, a mission trip. I heard you guys still do those mission trips. It really, really transformed my life. It was one of the trips that transformed my life so much. We had this prayer that went on for 40 days and a night. Uh, they would pray before the Mardi Gras and set us all, get ready and everything. And I would pray and pray and wait on the Lord and say, Jesus, you have to take me to that place. I've never been on a mission trip, never been to Mardi Gras. I have no idea what the heck I'm going to expect out there. Uh, I don't know anybody, so I'm just praying. I go up there. And before I even went there, God would give me names of people. And I'd write those names down. And I was expecting God to show up. When I went to Mardi Gras, we were down there, and I would meet people. And God's like, that, that, that's Elizabeth, or that, that's Nicole. And I'd go walk up to them, like, hi, is anyone like Elizabeth? I have something for you. And I'd tell them about what God had told me. And life was transformed. That's where I met uh, Pappy first. Uh, I was 18 years old at that time when I met him. And uh, I always wanted to intern under him. He had this internship, which is the most happening internship. So that's why I want to let you guys know that internship on Saturday, man, you guys need to make it to that. Your life's going to get transformed. I never knew nothing about uh, Jesus and all that. I just knew that Jesus is real. There's nobody else in this world apart from him. I knew that the Bible was real. But everything else that I learned, my preaching and everything I learned from Pappy when I went to internship with him, I went out there. He would wake me up at like 1 in the night. He was like, brother, Jesus wants you to pray. I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> he'd wake me up. He'd like, yeah, just get up and pray. And he'd make me pray and pray, and he'd make me fast and do all sorts of stuff. But he really trained me when I was a young guy and uh, to be who I am today, to be a pastor in my life. And I ended up, uh, he'd spoken to my life, and he'd speak into my life, and he'd, like, he'd take me out to the street and be like, dude, um, he'd like, get a big crowd. You know, Pappy's really good at getting a crowd around him. He'd get this crowd around him, and he'd be like, brother, I want you to preach from Matthew chapter 5. Well, what the? No, I have no idea what to preach from. I want you to preach right now. And I'm like, okay, let's do this thing. <laughs> and so he trained me how to preach and uh, taught me everything that I know today. And uh, it was great just meeting him after 11 years to go out to his house and see his kids and his wife and stuff. It was really a blessing to be there. So I want to encourage you guys. When you guys go out on a mission trip to Mardi Gras, take it really serious. It really transforms your life. There are people's lives that get transformed. The internship, you know, you guys... I feel like, yeah, it's a Saturday, it's a waste of my time. I really don't want to come out to that. 
but it really will transform your life. It transformed my life. It just laid a foundation in my life and just took away fear in my life. If you guys are afraid of speaking to friends about Jesus and all that, it really changes your life. So I want to encourage you guys to take it serious. But when you come next week, find one friend. How many of you have one friend? I know some of you might not have two friends. So we'll narrow it down to one friend, okay? Just one friend. Make it a point to call that friend. Call him up. Just him, her, whoever it is, man. Call them up. Uh, just call him up today when you go back home. Just let them know, hey, how you doing, man? I want to invite you for next week because so that they don't have excuses. So when it's Thursday, you're, you're like, man, I'm, I'm coming to pick you up tomorrow. I don't care what's happening. I, I'm coming to get you. I'm gonna, you know, even if you have to get them free McDonald's, whatever you guys do up here in Chicago, we do ch- Chipotle. I just love Chipotle. So, but you guys, whatever you do in um, uh, Chicago, just, just, you know, invest in your friend's life. It'll never, ever go away. I actually have a guy at the back, uh, one of my leaders, Chauncey and Andre. Chauncey got saved first. Chauncey, lift your hand up, man. Let me see. Chauncey got saved first. He would fast for his friend every week. He would sometimes fast with no food and water and stay in the church and pray for his friend and ask me, Pastor, what should I do to win my friend? And at the back is Andre. He's one of the biggest uh, uh, drug dealers in our uh, city. He was a big guy, and uh, he was doing a lot of stuff in the world. And uh, that was his best friend, and he got saved the night he came to church. After, like, praying for one whole year, his friend shows up to church and he got saved. So I want you guys to not give up on your friends, okay? Don't give up on your friends. And that one friend he didn't give up on is actually going to be a pastor pretty soon. He's starting to be in the ministry. So I want to encourage you guys, you know, don't look down on your friends. Don't look down on yourself. Just continue to have faith. Okay, I'm going to pray for you guys. But before that, I just want to encourage you guys with one last testimony in my life, okay? I always thought that God can use only older people. And coming from India, I always thought God can use only, like, uh, Americans or somebody in, in doing miracles or, or praying for healing and deliverance, okay? But uh, I figured out when I was a young kid, when I was 18 years old, that God can use me. If I set my heart to it, if I, if I pray, if I push after God with everything that I have, God can use me. So if today, if you guys feel like, man, I don't know if God can use me, God can use my pastor, Adam. You must have seen the video of Pappy just praying for people in India. You're like, oh, man, God can use uh, uh, Pappy in India and all that. Pappy used to make us do all of that in New Orleans. When we were, well, when I was 18 years old, we used to do what Pappy's doing in India now, back in New Orleans. He would set us out there, man. He'd give us a video camera and be like, dude, go out there and pray for somebody. And we would go out and give flyers as a youth group. We would go out and flyer the neighborhood and tell people about Jesus, and we would invite them to a special service. And, man, we would be praying. It was the youth group that would be praying, and Pappy would just show up, and he'd start praying for people, and people get healed and delivered. And then he'll give us an opportunity. Like, Why don't you come on up and pray for them? He's like, yes, let's do this thing for Jesus. And, uh, you know, you just, you just believe in yourself, okay? And God can use you. If God can use me, I was a nobody. I just, you know, just didn't do great in school. I did great in college, but in school I was just, I was failed in every subject, so I had to put a gun to my teacher's head to pass all the classes. I do all sorts of crazy stuff to get across, okay? I was just a big loser in my life till Jesus touched my life. So if you feel like, you know, today, if you feel like nobody and you feel like you can't be used, I want to encourage you that Jesus wants to use you. Would you close your eyes? I'm going to pray and give it back to Pastor Adam. Jesus, I pray for this wonderful youth group tonight, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the opportunities uh, that you gave me in my life when I was their age, Lord, just to be an intern at this very church, Lord, Metro Praise in New Orleans. 
And I thank you that they're going on a mission trip, Lord, the same mission trip that changed my life, that revolutionized everything about me, that made me who I was. I thank you, Jesus, that they have the same opportunities. I pray that they will not give up on those opportunities. If some of them have not signed up for that mission trip or some of them have not signed up for that internship, tonight may you speak in their life and transform their life. And I pray for that one friend that they're going to go out and reach. I pray for open doors. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come, let's give it up for John, man. That's so awesome to hear. And see, just, just I love, I'm just going to piggyback on what Afi said and we'll get into the message. Just one person. You have no idea. It makes the difference for that one person. Amen. 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 If you guys can open up your Bibles to Luke 18. And we're going to be reading from verses 9 through 14. I want to talk to you today about freedom from religion. Everybody go, freedom. No, you got to wake up. Freedom. One more time. Freedom from religion. You know what's very common nowadays? You might say, well, no. You know what's common? Everybody's saved. You go out witnessing, you go out. You know what? We actually go out to church. When school is in, we go out witnessing throughout this entire week. When we go out and we ask, hey, can I talk to you about Jesus? I'm good. And so you're thinking, like, what? you're good with what? I didn't, can I talk to you about Jesus? I didn't ask you if you were good. It's like, I already turned to talk about it. I'm saved. And then you start conversating with these people and how they're saved. And they're saved based off all these different things that are not found in the Bible. And so I want to talk to you today about freedom from religion. Because you know what? Sometimes it can creep up in the church. It can creep up in the church and how we act. So if you guys are there, I want you to turn it. We're going to have it on the screen if we can put it up. Um, you know what? I put it up. There it is. Luke 18, 9 through 14, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. If you don't have it in your Bible, you can find it up here. Uh, verse 9, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked up and looked down on everybody else. Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven. But beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 14. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. That story is a unique story. You have to understand, Jesus tells a parable. So this, this didn't happen, but you can count that it was more likely than true because it was happening all, most of the time. So this story, when he tells it, people would understand it as he's saying it because it would make sense. It's not like this far-fetched story. So he's telling something that would relate to them that he can understand. And he tells them about a Pharisee, this religious person, stood out his chest and he was greater and better than everybody because he was saved. Or so he thought he knew the law. As a young man, he was brought up in the ways of the fathers. And he knew that Pharisees can quote, can quote scripture. And that's what they were known for. And these guys were just like awesome right 
And here's this tax collector. And we, and we learn about the tax collector. The tax collectors, you don't like them. You don't like a tax collector when you see them around. Basically, they were Jewish people, Israelites, um, hired by the Roman government to go and collect taxes. And many of the time, these tax collectors would take more than what was required or more than what the people owe. So you never like to see a tax collector around. It's like, they're stealing your money. So here's a Pharisee and a tax collector. And Jesus tells this story. I'm just going to highlight back. He says, two men went up to him and pray. And the Pharisee said, God... I thank you, I am not like these other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, etc. He sounds very cocky. He sounds very, you know, about himself. And in this tax collector, very different. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I want to talk to you today about freedom from religion. One of the things you have to understand, that religious people follow man-made rules. And you can find out by just talking to them, and you just find out that how they're living and what they're doing is not lined up with the scriptures. And many of the time, us who want to grow closer with God, we base our relationship off of other people. And so we'll start doing things because our friend's doing it. Man-made rules. What did you get that from? Why are you doing this? Well, so-and-so goes to church, and it must be. They've been going for for a couple years now. See, these man-made rules, these, these things that we put up, oh, I'm better than so-and-so. You know, a lot of times, of religious people, they, they become about themselves very prideful. That one of the things that happens, they, they can't hear God anymore because they made it about themselves. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Well, I, I'm not like this. They follow man-made rules. The second thing you're going to learn about religious people is that they measure by externals. And what I mean when I say that, they, they, they look at other people and we're like, well, I've done this, I've done that, I've this, so I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And I love going out because it just keeps it real. When you go out to the high schools, you go out and just witness, find somebody on the street, ask them if they're a good person. Just, and, and then ask them, well, do good people go to hell? And then hear what they have to say. Everything, more than likely, they would tell you would not be based off the Bible. Measuring by externals. And some of the times, we can fool ourselves. And I want to encourage you today not to be religious, but to have a relationship with God. Here's one thing. Oh, I pray a lot. Oh, I do this. Some of us have lost the meaning of prayer behind prayer. And we've exalted a, a, a form and not, or disciplined, and rather than just meeting with God. Or how about this, measuring by externals, whether you're a leader in this church, you're a leader in a different church, or you, you've been saved, you've been going to church for a long time. I grew up in the church, didn't mean a thing. You base your life, your life, off the word of God. You know how you do that? You get into the word. And I'll tell you what, God begins to speak. God, nope, see, this in your life, that doesn't line up. Holy Spirit conviction will set in. Don't measure your life based off the externals by what you do. You're not saved by works, the Bible says. Amen? Amen? You're not saved based off what you do. But your Bible says that faith without deeds is dead. We understand that. But just because you're a good person doesn't make you a a better person off than, than if you didn't have Jesus Christ. So we have to learn that. The third thing that we want to go, I'm speeding up, we're a little bit short on time, is is form and no function. Everybody go form 
and no function. What does that mean, Adam? You know what I've noticed in, in services and in, in times of worship? That we can be a part of a worship service, but never worship God. We can be in a church, but never be saved. How about this? We can even go to a life group, but never be accountable, and never really um, get into what's going on, giving life. That's what we call a life group, because we get a little bit more personal up close, and we share, like, man, what is God doing for you? Let's pray. Or how about this? Form and no function. We have a Bible. We read it. But we forget that God wants to make it intimate, and, and he wants to speak to us. And there's no true heart-to-heart connection with God. It's just reading and it's just whatever words form and no function. You know what? There was a point in time growing up in a church. I mean, when you're grown and your parents just come to church and waking up and you're just at a point. It's like, I don't want to go to church. Go to church. Come on, get up. And you had no choice because you lived in their house. They were your parents, right? And so you would go to church. I mean, that's my story. And it was just go to church. I would be in charge of the sound. Do this, do that. Fall asleep. Never meet with God. And I'll challenge you. I don't, I don't, I don't care if you're super spiritual or, or you have all these different things behind you. Look, you can do all these things, but God wants the intimacy. Amen? I, I never want to take that for granted because, look, here, here's the thing. We had a worship service right now, and there were some of us that weren't worshiping God, whether if you're new or some of us that have done it for the, for the last umpteen years. It's just this is where you're at. I'm telling you, there is more to God. There is more to the Holy Spirit than what you know in this peanut-sized brain. Can I get an amen? No, it's not a peanut size, but you know what I mean. You can't put it all in one just like sitting. It's just like, this is it. I got it. I'm good. No, 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 no. Not at all. Form and no function. Number four, personal examination of own sin and confession. One of the things when we're talking about religious people and you go back to the story. The Pharisee said to himself, God, I'm thankful that I'm not like this man, such and such. I, I'm thankful that I fast. Well, how many times? Glorifying himself. There was a self-righteousness to him. How about this? You know, instead of like, Finding out about your neighbor instead of about finding out pastor or anybody else. Let's just, let's examine ourselves. Let's just take this this next couple moments, do a self examination of where you're at with God. Just the next ten seconds. Just think: Am I right with God? I want to tell you today: There are two kind of people that come to church. Two kinds. Ones that pretend to love God and ones that love God. Which one are you? Huh? Which one are you? Are, are you a faker? Do you pretend? Do you do everything that we do in worship? Raise your hands. Get on your face. But you just, why am I doing this? Would well, you come here with a heart saying, God, I want to draw closer to you? Personal examination of own sin. And confession, here's the part. If you're wrong, if you don't have that relationship, come to God. You see, I love the tax collector because he's, you know, tax collectors are known to, to be, you don't like them. They're thieves, they're crooks. And here he is, Lord, 
have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said he went home justified. He went home justified. You know what that word means? Everybody say justified. Justified means that Jesus Christ's blood came and atoned for your sins. So check this out. The Bible says that, watch this, there is none that are righteous. The Bible says that. The Bible says that there are none that are righteous. So the Bible also says that you have been justified. You understand that when God looks at you, there's nothing about you that makes you better or a good person. You are not righteous before the Lord. You see, what happens is when God looks at you, he sees his son's work on the cross. And that's why you have a pass. That's why you are saved. It's not because you're a good person or you've done this or you've been in church your entire life. Does he see his son's work on the cross in your life? That's what he sees. He sees Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Self-examination. I love this. And, and, and pray for me. I'm not saying... Uh, I'm the best person out there. I mean, I continue to strive to learn to know more about God. I'm not engaged in any nasty sin. I'm, I'm living holy before you by God's grace. So pray for me. But look, I always try to strive to grow closer to God. And it's not that you're self-righteous. Like, How's everything going? How was Jesus speaking to you today? Oh, everything's good. You know, it's fine. See, there should always be a check. If everything's good and fine, and then, hold on a second. I like to look at it like this. There should always be like this list of sanctification that God is saying, hey, let's work on this. Let, let's do this. It's not, oh, I'm good. Like, you, you're just barely, or you, you passed every checklist. Like, you're a perfect saint. I wouldn't even say that to you. There are things that God is saying, Adam, in my relationship with you, we're working on this. And each individual person has that same checklist, has that same thing where God is saying, let's work on this. Let's work on this. Amen. And the last thing is humility. How am I doing on time? Good. Time went too fast. Praise God. Humility. Humility. You know that one of the things that would get you in the right place with God is you humbling yourself. H humble yourself. Pastor Joe likes to say it. Poppy likes to say it. Mr. Big Britches. You're all about yourself like you're better than the rest. Elevate. When you come into to these, this church or when you walk out of this, 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 these doors, humble yourself. Humble yourself. You know humility is all about others. You know, the Bible will never say, be humble. As a matter of fact, humility is not something you be. Humility is something you do. Amen? That's why the Bible never says, be humble. It doesn't say, be humble. It says, humble yourself. Because it's you doing it. It's not, you're not worried about your neighbor. You humble yourself. And every single one of us in this place have something in our lives that we need to work on. And, and that's the best part because in this relationship that God wants with us, he, he, he knows where you're at. So there's no hiding. The religious person hides it. Oh, how are things going today? Well, I'm, I'm good and this and this and that. Where's the man? I, I just, 
I want you to encourage me and pray for me because I, I need help in this area. Like, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm still I'm watching pornography. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm lusting. I'm sleeping with my boyfriend, and, and I just can't. I don't know what's going on. I need, I need help. I need prayer. Can you pray for me? Keeping it real. See, that's what humility does. Humility draws you closer to the heart of God. The Bible says that God gives grace to the humble but opposes the proud. I like what Pastor Joe's dad said one time. He said, I don't know about you, but I'd hate to be on the side that God opposes. I wouldn't be on that team. Tell you what. Bible says God opposes. He's against. Like God's will, he's, he's, he's not for you. So imagine the God of the universe opposing you. That's deep. I'll tell you what. If God is opposing you, it's, it's not going to work out. It's a wrap. So you can hide. You may wait a year and thinking you're having your way. But like my buddy back here in the back, you come to a worship service, you come to church, God is going to have his way. Humble yourself before the Lord. If you can stand in closing today. In an attitude of prayer, I want you guys, let's, let's read this verse, Philippians uh, 2, 3. You can put it up on the screen for me, please. Philippians 2, 3 says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Delaney, would you come up to the keys for me, please? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. You can close your eyes in closing. I don't know about you, but there's an area in my life. There are things in my life that God is, is constantly speaking to me on. It's like, hey, work on this. And in, in, in speaking on religion, I had to do a, a self-check, and, and I had you guys do it, but I had to say, am I just being religious? Have I been going to church now just because I, it's, it's, I'm saved and I'm supposed to? It's required of me now? You know what sometimes happens in the business of, of ministry or in the busyness of life? That we forget that this relationship with God, it's, it's a communication and he loves when we spend time with him. He, he loves that. I mean, he, he, he longs for it. And when we come to him, and you may be saying, man, I have some problems in my life. I have no time for church right now. God would understand. No, he doesn't. It's because that you have the problems that you're in desperate need to go to him. But I know that when I humble myself, in a moment of truth, I say, God, I've just gotten too busy for you now. God, I don't even have the, the same amount of time that I used to have in prayer where we would just spend time together. God, forgive me for being too busy. You see, I, as your pastor, can do a self-check, and I know where God is speaking to me. What is God speaking to you today? A religious heart would say to themselves, even now, there's nothing. I don't need to pray. I'm going to pray for my neighbor because they need it. They look like they need Jesus. But I tell you the truth. There is something in your life that God is willing and God is wanting to speak to you today. 
point in an attitude of prayer, I'm just going to have you on the count of three. I just want you to be bold for God. Not because you're doing it for a pastor, but if you're acknowledging and saying, hey, there's this area in my life where I need, I need to humble myself. I need God to work with me on. I don't want to be religious and just come to church and say, that's it. I'm good. I don't want to be that person. I want to have that relationship that he longs to have with me. I want that. If that's you, I want you to come up. One, two, three. Just come up. Doesn't matter if you've been saved. Doesn't matter. I'm up here telling you, hey, I want God to do it for me too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, if that's you right now, there's there's no special formula that I'm gonna I'm give to you guys. This is it. You know how you humble yourself? saying, God, I'm wrong. You're right. I need you. See, right now, God knows exactly what you're going through, each individual person. If you're up here for the very first time and say, God, man, I want to give my life to you. I've been running away. I'm done running away. I'm done playing games. I want to live for you. Poon, if that's you, I want you to be bold. Just raise your hand. raise all across this place. Leaders, I want you to look around. If someone has their hands raised, I want you to go ahead and pray for them. If you can do me a favor, you can get Desperation Band, come to my rescue playing in the back. I want all of my leaders praying. Please keep your hands raised. We want to come and pray for you. God is moving right now. Father, we thank you right now. Point. If you're up here at these altars and you're just saying, hey, I just need to humble myself, just don't wait for me. Here's what you do. Say, God, here I am. Come with a heart that's repentive and say, God, let's work on this. Let's fix this. Come on. We're going to take these next five, five minutes. These next couple of moments, just prayer, guys. It's just you talking with God. Come on, God, speak to me. What do I need to work on? God, you know my heart. You know what I struggle with.
come on, right now, if, if you're dealing with, with sin in your life right now, come on, there's this sin, there's this habit, there's these things that you want to be broken off or you want to be free from. Come on, right now is the time. Come on, right now is the time. Holy Spirit, I ask you break chains in this place. Break chains in this place, Jesus. I just, I just want to ask him in an attitude of prayer. In an attitude of prayer, let me ask you something. What bothers you more? Arriving at church with your hair out of place or your heart out of place? What bothers you more? What bothers you more? Not having time with God or not having time doing your favorite hobby? Playing your favorite sport, watching your favorite team. What bothers you more? Some of us, we care so much about different things that don't matter. And the most important is, where is my heart? Oh, how, how do I look today? I, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I can't believe I walked out the house like this. And your heart's not in the right place. Come on. Father, I, I pray for every person in this place. God, you know there's no hiding. You know there's no one righteous. Father, we don't look to different people. We don't look to our, our friends for a standard. We look to your word. We look to your son. Jesus, you are the standard we follow. Father, I pray for every student in this place, God. God, that they will constantly continue towards you in humility. That, God, they will humble themselves. That, Holy Spirit, you would humble them. 
God, I pray you do a work in their lives. Do a work. I want you guys just to hold the hands of your neighbors, close them in prayer. Just hold the hand of your neighbor, and I want you to take these next couple of seconds, next moments, to just pray for them. You don't, you probably don't know who they are. Maybe you do. It doesn't matter. Just pray for them. See, they're going through things in their life that they need God to, to work with, and, and there's grace for that. And I want you guys to pray for them and say, amen, I come in agreement for that. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I want God to do that in your life. Yeah, you want to give your life to God. That's amen. Come on. Father, we thank you right now, Father. Do it, Lord. 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 Do it, Father God. We come before you, God. Come on, if you haven't prayed for your other neighbor, come on, just close out and just pray for your other neighbor. Jesus, we bless your name in this place, God. God, I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't walk out this place forgetting what happened here today. But, Lord, that you would remind us if we forget. And God, I pray, I, I thank you th that people were saved today. God, I thank you that you're still moving even now. Continue to move when we go back home. Teach us to be humble. Back with our families, back with our friends so that people can see Christ. We lift you up, God. We lift you up. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Come on, everybody said. Come on, everybody said. Come on, let's bless the Lord in this place. Amen, amen. You guys are dismissed. Look to your neighbor. Give him a hug. Give him a hug in Jesus' name. Tell him you love him. Come on, cafe is open. We love you guys. If you guys have any questions, any anything. Oh, leaders will be here to help you, talk to you.